This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap and this is Jude Weston the producer of the podcast. We have no episode this week as well as Abhinandan and Rajeshree are out of town. I have kept my favorite bits of the podcast again to make your week more exciting. Rajeshree and Abhinandan will be back next week with a new episode. So until then, enjoy. Let's start with what has been making waves all over the place, which is this show called Indian Matchmaking. So fickle-minded and fussy, and I'm here to help them. In India, the marriages they are between two families, and that is the work of a matchmaker. Very nice person, understands sense of humor. You know how I hate comedy. The clients they want everything. Someone charming, equal to my pay or higher. Okay. If he doesn't finalize. me and my husband are going to finalize the girl for him that is what i have decided so i sat down i was not going to watch it then everyone kept tweeting about it and i am uh, like i always succumb to peer pressure as you know so i sat down to watch it and i watched four episodes in one go because it was it's like watching a car crash because you just keep watching it even though you know it's not good for you or the, for the people involved in the car crash would you keep watching it so uh, i did you watch all the episodes abhinandan rachi sen okay. because you insisted i just about made it to the end of one and <gasps> i could not watch another uh, i mean i can tell you about my view on the show but before that this show has been made by who rachi you want to tell us i will tell you since i found out i will let you know it's made by smriti mundra she's the producer of this show and she's the maker she's listed as the, as the maker of this show but the show is based in it's called indian matchmaking because it's about matchmaking in india surprisingly and uh, it starts with this woman called who i really want to meet her name is seema taparia she is called seema aunty throughout the uh, show and she is a marriage like she's a high profile matchmaker who's from bombay and she but she matchmakes across the uh, globe like not just in india she's a well traveled well healed uh, matchmaker she's a marriage consultant and she matchmakes for clearly very well off people these are not other than one person who i think they threw in for good measure because there was no one who was even really like lower upper class let's put it that way middle class so there wasn't really if you go not by culture and caste just by monetary worth i'm talking about they don't have much class any of these people but there's a range of people she is matchmaking for who are all very interesting people So there's this girl called girl na woman called okay the progressive part is she doesn't match me for like twenty year olds and all you can be thirty eight years old and she'll still find you a match. So okay, so this, she'll still find you even though you're thirty. Oh my god! Because at thirty eight you can't get a real marriage. So what about what about at forty six? Can I? Forty six also she found one person a forty three year old a guy. Who was seven years younger than her? So she's progressive like that. It's amazing. Just it's very good, very good. I'm telling you. So Seema Aunty is also like the voice of reason for these people. So she tells like there's this lawyer called Aparna who stays in the states in uh, Houston, 
and Aparna stays with her mother who is like this tiger mom kind of uh, woman and uh, Seema auntie says things like so they have all called uh, Seema Taparya to find a match for them the matches are done by she will give you a full bio data like a dossier with a picture and it has everything it's quite comprehensive it's three four pages on these people and then you get to choose which one you want and the picture is very important she says but you should also meet people because beauty is inside you understand and uh, but she says this Aparna needs to change the way she speaks because she's very demanding and Aparna is quite poor also because she says something which my friend Anwar uh, has taken to heart very much which you all might uh, know of him, Anubhapal, the stand-up comic. She says, I hate comedy and I don't understand why people want to be with men who are funny. Like, I just hate funny people, she said. So I like Aparna. So, I mean, I saw her. I mean, I don't know what she likes. I, I don't mean, think she knows what she likes, Nico, either. Huh? I don't think she likes anything. But I would say about, you know, I saw Wire has a piece on it, this long... Dissection. But that, listen, such deep pieces on a reality show on matchmaking, like really wire. I'm very fond of Siddharth and all that, but like lighten up dudes. Yeah? This is not some social anthropological study. And then all the tweets about it, I was wondering what the fuck is this show? It is such a tut show, which I struggled through one episode. I don't know how you watched four or how many there are in total. I watched all. There are eight episodes. Yeah, eight. Okay. So, it is basically Bachelor, Bachelorette, Big Boss kind of rolled into one. Made with slightly more sophisticated production values. It is what you'd expect of a show about pretty people wanting to get married. It yeah. is boring as shit. It no, had zero, it was, I was really, I was like, okay, because if I don't watch the whole episode, Rajshri is going to give me shit. Then I'm yeah. going to get emails that this Chutia comes and ready pelos gyan without watching anything. Correct. But never has so much been written and commented about something that is so insignificant and so little. No, Niku. It's like a sociological study of Indian upper class nouveau riche people who are so desperate to see there are a lot of things which come through it's a the kind of people they show are very odd people i agree but these are the kind of people looking to get married and the reasons why they want to get married one says all my friends are married what am i to do i have okay. to get married okay. don't say okay okay you're saying like that i'm just saying that these are not things that are unique most people I have met in my life and at the risk of sounding um, sexist and I, I'm not blaming them, but the, in India, at least the pressure is such and not just in India, Indian culture. There is a certain obsession with marriage, especially when you're between your you know, early 20s to mid 30s to you know, early 30s. After that, people say, fuck it, you know, then they're comfortable in their skin. So that it is there in guys and girls, but I've noticed it's more than in girls. And again, because the pressure in our society is more on women, uh, it's like a fucking pain in the ass. Everyone's asking them. And it kind of takes a lot out of life if you are not part of a couple clique. A married set. Yeah. So I, so a, I don't think the people's motivations for marriage are atypical. I think in that sense, they are typical and it's not just upper class or middle class. I think that is quite normal. I think for a reality show to work, you have to get freaks. That's why you have Dolly Bindra and KRK and now they had that Bhavuk. 
and the whole thing about a show like this is anyone who's going to put themselves up for scrutiny for the pursuit of something that is so important to you in your life clearly you're off anyway so what are you expecting to see what are you expecting to observe i mean if you want to really do a really a good watch about people who are a bit pucked up watch mind hunter no nico this is about this is i honestly felt it is like an anthropological study of the kind of people you have and it's not just india i think it's more in so you know there's a dilip uncle who's a face like the characters are very bizarre in the sense that these are real people that dilip uncle is an astrologer then there's another uncle who's a face reader like he looks at her picture and he says ye to bahut ziddi hai but jupiter is driving her train right now next year she will get married he has decided then there is this the other thing which i which i don't know whether wires deep piece i couldn't read a thesis on this right because you can't look at it seriously the show but uh, you know the reverse discrimination that people do so there's this woman who is she's a sardani she's divorced she had she has a 9 year old child and she is looking to get married again her father also wants her, her parents want her to get married so they say it's best that if she, if we find another divorced person for her right so that the person will know where she is coming from and all so simanti has got these are people living abroad okay so simanti has got a sheaf of dossiers for them and there's this very nice divorced guy he's got nine uh, he's got a nine year old son or something and all his interests and all this girl really like she says oh he sounds wonderful and then she says uh, the father says uh, was he married to an indian or a white person so simanti says uh, he was married to an american so the father says no how can my daughter marry uh my divorced daughter who he's been complaining that nobody wants to marry her because she's divorced how can she marry a divorced man who was married to an american if he was married to an indian it would be fine so it's really bizarre things like this another so, person gets rejected a woman rejects another person like she scripts go out about not scripts she's saying correctly she says nobody wants to marry me because they keep saying and my mother my family all of them say that i am too fat so i should lose weight and i just feel bad it's made me psychologically insecure and all then she is hooked up with someone there's a geeta auntie in delhi is there who hooks up with someone geeta auntie lives here you know that club near my house over there geeta auntie lives i recognize the area so geeta auntie tells her you must compromise and women must flow and hooks up with this guy she goes out for dinner she says i had the most fabulous time and i think he's wonderful then she finds out that he was he's divorced so she just stops calling him she says how can he expect me to marry so there all the prejudices that people have so what is so i'm generally asking so what is i mean unique or interesting about this i mean there's nothing interesting or unique about this because this i mean yes this is true i mean what is a sociological study it's like you know watching paint dry it will dry i mean that's what it does oh, yeah. you know so, but what this piece in wire says that the show confronts us with our own loneliness presents marriage as a solution and accomplishment but mm. then reveals the process of getting there to be an exercise in self erasure sorry quote unquote compromise now a couple of things that you know i think a lot of people are going on about 
being very judgy about this show. I, I'm judgy about this show as in it's a freak show. It's a reality show and I'm not a reality show fan. You uh, have tremendous, I mean, you have also watched a full episode and the full series of that Big Boss and all. I cannot watch reality shows. I can why did you do? You just flung mud suddenly for no reason that was. No, I'm just saying that reality like show that. is not a genre, like horror is not a genre for me. I, I can't watch reality shows. I find them, you know, either they are not reality, they are enhanced reality. Half these reality shows are very scripted. And then this whole thing of compromise. Why is compromise such a bad word? If like, see, I don't, I don't judge people who want to get married or not want to get married. The fact is, Raj, she said, marriage is a lifestyle choice. Okay. It's like buying a house and there is nothing so wrong. You're telling me, Ajay, karo na shadi, what do I care? No, I'm not saying karo shadi. I'm saying, bhai, mujhe nahi kharidna ghar. Main rent mein rehna chata hon zindagi bhar. Thik hai? Ab, it is a lifestyle choice. So when you are getting married, some people choose, like when I settle down, when I want to retire, I want to go to Dehradun. Because for me, Dehradun is home. I would want to go back to Dehradun and retire there. Now, I don't care the locality, who my neighbors are, the size of the house, the pool. I just want to be back in Dehradun. That is my lifelong mission. Hmm. Now, but someone may want a farmhouse in Chhatarpur. Someone may want who's the neighbor, is Godrej my neighbor, Amitabh Bachchan my neighbor, who am I interacting with? It is a lifestyle choice. Now, some people choose a house for love, for completely uh, uh, sentimental reasons. Hmm. Some choose a house for cosmetic reasons. Some choose a house for snob value. Some choose a house for stability and sturdiness. Doctor hai, achha hai, kamayega. Meri life theek hogi. It will not be very exciting, but it won't be very fucked. And there is nothing wrong with any of those choices. So anyway, I think it's a waste of time. If you want to waste your time and obsess about marriage, watch this show. But it has nothing to it. No, it's so I thought the characters are very amusing because they are very amusing. What I had a problem with, and I said this on Twitter also, everyone getting on their high horse about arranged marriages. Like, you know, arranged marriages are so bad. Arranged marriages. Oh, I agree. So What's wrong with that here? No, and that is my point. Also, I seriously believe this and I have always said this, that if you are on an online dating app, you are doing the same fucking thing as an arranged marriage where you are looking at a matrimonial ad with a picture and in this case, there's a full bio data. At least you have an essay on the person. More detail. On a dating app, they have three lines and four of the best chosen pictures and you are deciding whether to uh, date the person, sleep with the person or maybe have some long-term relationship based on just that. Na? How are you better than the person? Like in episode one, they describe uh, this auntie, whatever her name is, as the huh. as the Tinder, as the whatever physical Tinder. Yeah, just parents are swiping. I do feel that. What is the big difference between dating? So this getting on the high horse. I listen. My point is, you want to get married, have an arranged marriage, have a love marriage, whatever. I'm not some great fan of the institution of marriage. So, but it is just a very entertaining bunch of people because of how horrible they are. They are like, it's the worst. No, they are. Nico, you I didn't know if they're horrible in the first episode, just Aparna. Oh, my only, if Aparna's listening to this show, Aparna, says my advice to you is you're a unpleasant and miserable person. Find another unpleasant and miserable person. You found a pleasant person. Oh, fuck. That's, that's a disaster. Then they're but fucking... It's my, none of the people but, who... But an people. unpleasant, miserable person Marrying another unpleasant, miserable person is wonderful because then both of them can be unpleasant and miserable together. Yeah. But if you make a pleasant person miserable, then that won't work out. So this is correct. See, you are also, you can be Niku uncle. Like I can uncle. be Niku uncle, but Vita, 
It's so, like if I become a life coach. I've always wanted to be a life coach because I'll push people over the edge. That last thing holding you on, I should be called them. So, yes. Yeah, so that is this completely pointless. No. About so much. That is my view. Watch it or just observe life. It is no different. But don't be judgy about arranged marriage. This is something I, if you're, especially if you're on an online dating app, I seriously feel this. Okay, worry, don't be judgy. Don't be judgy about whether the person wants to marry for money or for love or for sex or for what the like. What the fuck? I mean, what is the big virtue of oh, I married for love? But I you met laddu khao. But love doesn't last forever. Na, so I'm saying. Love lasts forever. Don't even judge people who are saying that rich should be saddle, saddle, munda, the crore pati. I have a brain so I will judge people but I'm just saying if you you yourself are on an online dating app don't write like this oh my god how can they have an arrangement you bloody fool you're doing the same thing no? but I, I'm saying of course I'm not saying you have a brain so you will judge I'm just saying what are you judging people on so that's ah, I just so this think, I don't think you I think a lifestyle choice as long as it is consistent that's she sent you know two single people who have not been anyone for decades but but i don't know about you you have uh, had many more relationships <laughs> than i have and but i have i have to say but yes, you have contemplated settling down also as yeah, this yeah. i have agreed i have agreed with people when they i feel it's I, good so nothing like two such people advising people on marriage because what could be better? But all but I will say that is the listen. This is like what was her name? Diana Fossey, right? Kanye West. Oh, shut up, Kanye West. Poor thing. How much he cried. He said that he's tweeted that Kim and her sister have reached his house with a doctor. By now, though, he's been put into some home. But uh, what he's was her name? that also? Huh, the gorilla lady. Tell me her name. She's very yeah, yeah. Goodman Goldstein Goldman. Um, gold, uh, something with G. Anyway, tell us about her. I'll Google it. It's like, you know, when you're saying unmarried people can't comment on marriage, this is like she's a human being commenting on gorillas. No? You don't have to be a gorilla to comment on gorillas. Not, not Diane Fossey. Diane Fossey is also there. She worked with chimps. Uh, but I know that when you're talking about it, G, yeah, she yeah. was on BBC the other day. Say gorilla lady, do. No, no, she worked with chimpanzees. Dane Goodall. Dane Goodall didn't have. I was close. Have... I said Goodman. Yeah, Goodman. Anything. John Goodman only it could have been there. Na? I just feel everyone should watch Indian matchmaking to see Seema Auntie, Geeta Auntie, Dilip Uncle, and there's a boy called Pradyuman who has a closet which you need a finger thing scan to open. Pradyuman has more than his clothes in the closet, is all I'm saying. And uh, yeah, yeah, you the reason. Auntie is really kudi mat labbo is no ko interest. Whatever. Who are we to judge? But who are we to judge? But all I'm saying is that uh, Rajshri says, watch the show. I say, don't fucking waste your time. He's a Abhinandan has no appreciation for people searching for love and a home. Okay, very nice, Rajshri said. Let's talk about the black-eyed peas. Do you know who the black-eyed peas are? People killing, people dying. And oh, where is you're the like a fair version of Will I Am. Where is the love? Huh? You give the review, now I'm giving background music. <laughs> black-eyed peas has a new uh, music video out. And this is what it sounded like. So it's called Action. Infinity. 
shot on with uh, shots from films by Rajnikanth, by See, basically all Indian films with impossible stunts. That's what this whole. So I was I was wondering, is it a spoof? Like someone's done a desi version of this? So they they've not. This is a real music video. Yeah, and it's on at the end of it. They say as in on their YouTube channel, they say that the Black Eyed Peas have been inspired by Indian culture from the beginning of our career. From Asha Bhosle to A R Rahman, Indian music has influenced our songs on more than one occasion, and this shows our love and appreciation for Bollywood. But the end of the video ends with uh, like, do not believe everything you see. This was. made with deep fake technology so it's like a uh, warning against fake information that you encounter online and will i am who's the lead singer has spoken out about this earlier as well he tends to be very vocal about most uh, like social issues where is the love it was it was a very contemporary song talking yeah. about issues of violence but what i got from this Was basically that they have taken those stunts from Rajinikanth's robot or Singham, and they have just replaced the face. I, I mean, yeah. that's how deep fake is done, I guess. So I think that's what they. I, so I think it is the exact same stunt. I haven't seen most of these films, but I think they've taken those impossible stunts from Indian films and just replaced the face through deep fake technology. That's what I get from it. I thought it was a pretty catchy song, uh, like um, songs of that generation are. These days, the Drake and all the—I don't see how their songs—they're just someone talking and music playing in the background. It's rap, baby. Rap was not like that. भाई हमने भी rap सुना है हम इतने uncle भी नहीं हैं हमने. अरे nowadays modern rap. You are talking classic rap. तो basically गाना अच्छा है लेकिन video मुझे समझ नहीं आया लेकिन. वो तो last पे they explained it that's right ना. ये फिर भी समझ नहीं आया. <laughs> so I didn't think it was great. Also, again, it was very, very long. I think I've become really old. Basically, anything very long, unless it's super interesting, I just start losing. Even a four and a half minute video was seeming very long to me. But I really like Will I Am, and I think he's very funny. So whenever I've seen his interviews on Graham Norton and all, he tends to be really, really funny. so uh that's the reason why i watched it also they have come out with a new song with shakira it's called girl like me so they tell me that you're looking for a girl like me so they tell me that you're looking for a girl like me So it was supposed to be released earlier, but it's been released now, and it's from uh, Translation, which is their new album. And uh, Shakira is—it's quite cute. It's an '80s kind of video that we used to see. Oh, Tell me, I'm a Barbie doll. That kind of video it is. Well, I'm a Barbie girl was on '80s. It was even after I was up, probably out of college. I'm a Barbie girl in a. It's it's just mid '90s or late '90s. So. I don't know which it is. It was also retro, na? So this is retro, retro, like that. But it's cute. It's a cute this thing. I think she skates really well. So that is one. She does not sing particularly well, but I love the way the Black Eyed Peas dance. Their sense of rhythm is just fabulous, and it's very like it's very cool the way they. For an old person, it's like something to aspire to. 
ஒருத்தர்ட்ட we watched a film that has been recommended by so many viewers so many listeners so many people within news laundry called the man from earth uh, which has been it's a 2007 film it's a very old film but because we got so many recommendations we watched it it's been directed by richard shankman yeah uh, and written by jero bixby it's starring david lee smith who looks like the love child of um, who was the guy in ace ventura pet detective uh, i know jim carrey Jim, he looks like a love child of Jim Carrey and Atish Tasir. And the Highlander guy. If the Highlander guy also contributed a little whatever reproductive fluid. So it's called the man from earth. We were just talking about a caveman who survives until the present time. And he has an age today in 10 years. Every woman on the faculty would give anything to have that secret. Ah! Jeez! Ah, 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 oh! I don't have eyes in the back of my head. I can't hear a flea walking. I am not in any way Superman. God has spoken through man to make his word clearer. You got four men of science completely baffled, my friend. Who do you think I am? You are absolutely... Surajshri Sen will tell us about yes. it. Yes, so it is Jerome Bixby who has written the screenplay. Actually, he started writing the screenplay in, the, in 1960. And then he... Com- like he finished it in 1998 was when it was uh, completed and uh, it is about so it's about this guy he's a college professor he is uh, leaving college now as in he is 35 years old and he is with his friends in his house packing up his house and none of them his friends are also all professors and none of them can understand why because it is so difficult in the states to get tenure as a professor that when you've got tenure basically means you can't be sacked ever you can be professor till till you decide not to be teaching there and uh, that why would you give that up and he doesn't say where he is going and uh, in at the back of his truck is a painting which one of the his friends who i think she is a she's an art Artist, no, I think she teacher. teaches. Um, what's it called? Theology. Uh, religious. Um, it was okay. very basically the literalism of religion. Okay. So she looked at the painting and she said, "Oh, it looks like a Van Gogh." And is it a real Van Gogh? And he said, "No, no, obviously not. It's a like it's a copy. Someone just gave it to me and all." And she looks at the back and it's got an inscription and she says oh but it's got like it's written in french and it's got some other name it's the so, canvas is the same one that yeah. van gogh used yeah so and then they go in and while they are talking he decides to tell them that he is actually someone from the cro-magnon period of uh, civilization and uh, he has lived for 14000 years he doesn't age anymore and because he does an age and after 10 years of being in one place he realizes that people obviously realize that he's not aging then he keeps moving on that's i know what abhinandan says why don't you move then why you didn't 
ऑफ यू थियोलॉजी he has a, a psychologist comes later there's a whole group and there's a younger woman like all good professors one of his friends dates his students because that is what you must do so she is also there and first they don't believe him and then he tries to convince them that this is who he is now i just found the and i've seen films that are made in 2000 and all it's not that it's aged all films age badly i think this film has aged a little badly also i also felt it didn't make logical sense what he was saying like the premise of it is interesting that what if so the reason why he doesn't age is because his digestive system and they explain they give a biological oh, they don't explain they speculate yeah and one of his friends is also a biology professor so there's a full mix of people over there and uh, it just didn't make sense to me one how has he not so when they say that if you get shot would you die he the point is is he immortal then is that what they are saying that he is immortal that he cannot like even if you uh, pull out his heart will he not die that is one thing which didn't make sense because they didn't answer that that's why this during covid period it's very sad that we can't watch films together because i can't keep explaining it to you because so just so that everyone knows when we watch films together if i make the cardinal mistake of turning around and asking abhinandan what happened there which is very rare because i understand everything that right. everyone knows the way abhinandan snaps at me i'm petrified to ask because like a good submissive indian woman i get scared easily the other is when i'm crying and other people in the audience are turning around and saying do you want a hanky there has in many 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 years abhinandan has never even looked at me and said are you okay okay are you done being yeah, yeah. pretty for yourself yeah yeah A, if you want to cry in a film, please move five seats. Don't sit next really? to me and cry. Okay, it just annoys me. I'm sad. It doesn't matter. Then don't come for the film. <gasps> like, and that too, don't try an Akshay Kumar film. Then I have... never. I've never. I've never cried in an Akshay Kumar. I don't. I don't kick you in the shin. No, no. I cried once in Chennai Express as who? Because Deepak ka padukon. Because of her beauty, even I cried there. Oh. <laughs> But listen, na. But I'll never be this tall. Like, Let me review. People are listening for our insightful reviews, not for this shit. You completely deteriorate the quality of our podcast, young lady. But um, so they do explain. I mean, they don't have to explain because there is no scientific explanation why he doesn't age. But so you didn't like the film, I figure. I I didn't think it was great. Also, I didn't think I'll tell you. Okay, the illogical part to me, or they didn't explain it at all. 
Well, and it was a longish film, one hour, 40 minutes or so. So they could have spent five minutes explaining it, is all I'm saying. When I understand before we had cities and passports and it was difficult to travel across cities and continents without showing proof of identity. That when you were, say, during Magellan's time or when there were uh, the, what were they called? The forgotten people were traveling with Moses and all, you didn't need passports to prove who you are. But today, where you do need, if I go from America to India, I, who is this person? How is this person even going to open a bank account, right? Without, without I, an Aadhaar card. Because I, I'm a child. Yeah, without an Aadhaar card. That's fine. In 2000, no. Okay, fine. 2000, oh, 2000 may a private not have. I don't think someone who's lived for 14,000 years will find a way around it. That's not a big deal. And he's but, not a thug. But, um... So here's what I thought. I thought it was, um, A, like you said, a film that's in 2007 that you watched in 2020. Other than The Matrix, which is a film that was made in 1999, and you, even when you watch it today, you're like, fuck, this was genius. But a lot of films don't age well. This is one of them, but it's still, it. I mean, I was gripped. I was sucked into the conversation. Like this film called Carnage, it is just shot in one room and outside that room in this house. So it's a conversation between these seven or eight people dialogue one at a time. So the screenplay is just dialogue, 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 dialogue. Uh, so it's not an easy film to write. I think it's been brilliantly written to keep you engrossed. And I was engrossed throughout with no visual spectacle or visual relief uh, or cutting away to anything just to stay with that conversation uh, is a work of, I think, writing genius, which this film was. Uh, I think it was, it gave information and, and, made you explore possibilities and philosophy and theology through its story very well. I, I really liked it. I, I, I didn't like the end at all. I thought the end was a bit filmy. Did you understand the end? Uh, yes, I understood the end about the, you can cut this out of that. That was his Oh, well done. I'm very smart. Don't act too so, smart. So Rajshree understood the end just so everybody. <laughs> uh, but but um, the one thing that I wasn't convinced of is, that for a person who's lived 14,000 years, you are so rich with experiences and experience. For him to be on the back foot on any of the conversation at any point was to me uncharacteristic of someone who's been around 14,000 years. It's like, it's like if you were to be talking to a, a, I at the age of 46 and talking to someone 21, 22 years old, mm. it's very rare for me to be on the back foot in that conversation because I've lived so much longer. I understand, you know, you've understood people, you've, you can suss people out, you get body language, you get, you know, a dynamic, the power dynamic. You can manipulate people with age better than you can when you're very young. So if you're 14,000 years old, for him to be at the defensive or the weaker scale in any of those conversations, I thought was completely out of character for someone who's been 14,000 years, for him to get pushed around during that. But I thought it was very interesting to see how this information about a friend of yours, suppose you've been friends with someone for 10 years and he says, you know, I'm immortal. How would it make you react? Would it make you resent him? Would it make you hate him? Would it make you love him? I think those bits of the, you know, the, the swings of the mood of the conversation in each individual, I think are brilliant. So I do think it's a great watch. I would recommend it because it's, it's just, it's a good study, I think, of human emotions, of how we are as people in the emotional space and the intellectual pursuits and, you know, just the intersection of that. So I quite liked it actually. Okay, so I didn't think it was 
great at all. And I felt logically there's one thing that he claims that he was. I also feel you can spend 14,000 years in the world without being part of any momentous event in the world. It's possible. Sure, that of course. Were just a bystander to life and history going by. But that he played such a critical part, although that part of the story is very interesting because I do feel that is what happened in Christi in Christianity, that when people talk, and I think a lot of things which have happened, a lot of people who are considered to be uh, gods or um, at least divine, there is a, there can be a scientific reason for things that have happened. Like it's not just like we just claim it's divinity. There might be like if you sit down and think about it, there is a scientific reason for why it happened and why is it, it was interpreted a certain way. So he says certain things like what you're saying about the cross say that nails weren't used. That is something that is used to depict Christ uh, being put on the cross in paintings that was the depiction because it just made it more uh, interesting okay. right to look at that visually but uh, so I didn't I thought the acting wasn't great that's the other thing I actually thought the acting was great I think it was amazing I think each of the characters played their character really well anyway, oh, I, like I think I, I just I, I anyway so like I said it's all dialogue you know it didn't have any item songs and all so I understand you didn't like it that's fine. <laughs> please Okay, I told you about Carnage and then we went to watch it. But I just want to say that there are two more uh, men from Earth, so to speak. There's the Man from Earth Holocene, which was released in 2017, which was written by Emerson Bixby. What is that? So, it's, it's a sequel to this? It's a sequel to this and it's written by Jerome Bixby's son and the same Richard Schenkman. Oh. And there's another one which is being made, which I saw when I was, because for a second I thought, shit, have I watched the wrong one after everything? <laughs> so, but I had not. And the same guy is acting in it. And he looks the same, so maybe it's... Oh no, he's looking craggy. I wanted to say now the 35 he is aging, but he can put that down to pollution and all, right? Right. Otherwise, he would have looked younger. But, uh, no, so... At least we watched it, and Abhinandan really liked it. I I thought it was fine. It like I've seen. So better. talk about aging Duchess and I saw this documentary on BBC long time ago. There's this I forget what they're called. It's this bunch of people who are basically looking to uh, kind of hit hundred to hundred twenty years of age. Basically, by the time we're old, hmm. the as is life expectancy of the human race is going up across the world in every hmm. country. I think at Independence, India's life expectancy was I think in the thirties or forties. Now it's in the sixties. Yeah. Um, and the higher the socioeconomic bracket in India, the more the life expectancy. So basically, BBC had this documentary on people who are taking these pills and leading a lifestyle that they'll remain fit till like 100, 120. That's the age they're going for. Uh, and basically, in, to put it in a sentence, the thing that keeps us alive is what actually ages us, which is oxygen. Oh. So, you know, like iron or aluminium, any metal when it gets oxidized is when it rusts, is where it decays. So, our cells, we need oxygen to stay alive, but it is the process of oxidization that is actually also aging us. It's it's a it's a, <gasps> it's a dichotomy. It's a dichotomy. It's fair. Yeah. So basically, uh, they take these pills which deoxidize you, and anyway, so that's that. No, no. I wanted to say something else. I felt that 
he talks about it a little bit but it is the thing where i always feel that if you lived forever or even if you lived to be 95 99 like that how horrible can it be to watch all your friends and your family die and mm. you are the only person either of that social circle or that group or family who is alive so to live 14000 years and go through so many like but he speaks about that he speaks about but that's why he moves on yeah but this thing of being immortal and watching everybody you love die around you is a thought and and a theme that has been explored in many films and and many stories so i mean this has actually been done to death but as far as the, you know the whole mind fuck kind of film space is concerned the ones that really did it for me one was vanilla sky and that was like a really tagada mind fuck did you, did you ever watching it tom tuska with cameron diaz there's a cameron yeah. i don't remember and penelope cruz thank you mr sekri thank you mr sam and it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel